There's something that I feel the Lord has impressed upon my heart and spirit. Sister Margaret, I want to say that we're praying for you in the loss of your dad. We are so sorry that you are walking through that journey. There are people here that have experienced it. I experienced it. Y'all remember that the year of the summit that I had to come and preach that night in the summit, but we are praying for you. Somebody put your hands together for Sister Margaret. She's been here. She's been pressing. Yeah. Make sure y'all love up on her. Somebody say amen. Prophet Tyra, y'all know we got you and we've been with you, but still love up on Prophet T in the passing of her dad. Elder Michelle in the passing of her dad. Somebody say amen. For most of us, what we experience is a funeral, but they experience an alteration to their life. Everything changes from that moment on. And so sometimes our support kind of wanes when we get out of the funeral service because we think their grief is really over or that the heaviest part of their grief is over. And to be honest, it really just begins. And so we have to be a consistent uh, support and strength to them because it could be you. Somebody say amen. And so we got y'all. We're lifting you up praying for you and trusting the Lord who is the healer to heal. It's a hurt. It's a void. We can't do it. Our words don't do it. We can't fry enough chicken and drop it off at your house to do it. Somebody say amen. Especially if you can't know. But uh, <laughs> but, but it's the Lord who's going to lift up your heart. And so we're praying. We got you. You hear me? We got you. We're going to talk about God's program, The Open Door. Somebody say The Open Door. Prophet Charlene alluded to it, and uh, we began to announce it prophetically, I believe, last week or two weeks ago. And so I'm just going to teach a little bit on it so that we can have an understanding. Preaching is good for stirring the emotion and reinforcing something you already know. But when God is releasing something into the earth that he's going to incept and do, he has to teach it. The Bible talks about how Jesus began to both do and teach. There are things that have to be explained in order for you to be able to appropriate it. Somebody say amen. And so emotionalism is good. Strong preaching is good. Three points in a hoop in a close. It's all great. It's black culture. We appreciate it. But I believe that we're, we're in a position now where we got to do more than just have good church. And I know that that kind of change and transition will not appeal to everybody because some people just want to come to church and run around and don't want to be any different. But if I can't run around with a million dollars in my account, there's a problem. Y'all not saying that to me. Because everybody with a YouTube channel is a millionaire. And I don't understand. I got all this anointing and Holy Ghost and power and... Okay, somebody say, so there's a gap. So we need to take our, our Holy Ghost and our emotion and we need to figure out how to crack the stock market and get some economy. They're going to say, there to go that money preacher. I'm definitely not that. But I believe that the church has been a very poor representation of the God that we serve. How can he be Jehovah Jireh, the provider, and yet we have lack? Yeah. Huh? How can we say that he is the sovereign one and all sufficient and he is El Shaddai, the one with more than enough and you don't have enough? Huh? So there has to be some. Come on, y'all. Let's let's talk really where, where, where it's at. Come on, because truth gives you the ability to be set free. So if you're bound by something, God doesn't just break the chain. He just gives you truth so that you can break the chain. 
And so you got to be willing to mature into another level. So somebody say the next level. Uh, in Genesis, the first chapter, verses 14 through 15, reading from the New American Standard, it says, God set times in the earth. Somebody say, God set times. Where did he set them? So it's important that you recognize that God is eternal and everlasting, and he is never subjected to time, but that he set time in the earth, and we are subjected to time. He set times in the earth for what? To denote certain seasons. Why does that clock turn every 60 seconds? Because God is giving us a tracker for seasons that are going to shift and to turn. Sometimes God has to take spiritual realities and make them earthly and natural and tangible so that we can understand it and appropriate it. You won't know your season has changed if you didn't wake up and see a new sun. Because some of you would just say, imagine if we lived in Alaska and had six months of darkness how hard it might be to really recognize the shifting of a season where all day and all night it's always dark for six months. huh? So there's something about the turning of time that gives us the impetus to believe that something new can happen. It says, then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons. Why are they there? Somebody say for signs. Somebody say for seasons. And for days and years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to get light on the earth. And it was so. Revelation 3 and 8 says, I know what you've been doing. Look, I have put in front of you. Somebody say it's in front of me. I have put in front of you an open door that no one can shut. There's a reason to open your mouth and praise him right there. Because you got some door closers in your life. There's a reason to open your mouth and just praise him. Don't get too excited, but just praise him. Because if he puts the door in front of you that nobody can shut, baby, that door ain't moving. I don't care how much they try to unscrew the hinges. I don't care how much they try to paint over the lock so you can't. Un if he put the door there, the door is going to serve his purpose. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, I have put in front of you an open door that no one can shut. You have only a little strength. Somebody say, I got a little strength left. But you have obeyed my word and have not denied my name. Last scripture, 1 Peter 4 and 17 says, For it is the time destined for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us, reading from the Amplified, what will the outcome be for those who do not respect or believe or obey the gospel of God. In the scripture here in 1 Peter where it mentions the word time, it is the Greek word kairos, which means opportune time, things coming to a head. It also means the right moment or the right time. Somebody say the right time, which gives us the implication that there are things that happen and they can only happen within the construct of a specified period of time. Somebody say, in time, it's got to happen. 
Now, I want you to get that in your heart and spirit because one of the, the strategies of the enemy is to instill fear and doubt in us to the extent that we will stop believing that what God has said is actually going to come to pass. Huh? He will he will put circumstances or allow your perspective of circumstances to make you begin to doubt. Come on, anybody ever been in a spot before where you knew that you had a sure word from God, but somewhere in the process of that word being fulfilled, you begin to doubt that God even said it. Never mind that it's going to happen. You start questioning, you know what, God, you couldn't have really said that because if you had really said it, it would have happened by now. So because it has happen somebody say times and seasons because it hasn't happened you begin to believe that God never initiated but I'm here to just speak a word of encouragement a word of admonition a word of push to somebody that is literally on the verge of backing all the way up and out let me tell you you better not back up now because what God spoke to you then is about to come to pass even if it doesn't feel like it, even if it doesn't look like it, even if you don't even fully believe it, let me tell you, if he said it, the Bible says he is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he spoke something, all of creation is already in motion to bring the word to pass. Come on, somebody say, don't lose your faith. Come on, don't lose your belief because it's got to happen. Tell your neighbor it's got to happen. I'm not supposed to be preaching, but it's got to happen. I came to preach the hell out of somebody this afternoon that has been sitting there having consultation with the kingdom of darkness. Because see, whenever the devil opens his mouth, prophet, the only thing that he can talk about is a lie. The only thing he has as a resource is a non-truth. So if you have been in the throes of a battle where it looks like what you're believing God for is not going to happen, tell the devil he is a liar and the truth is not in him. And I want you to stir yourself up in your most holy faith and I want you to grab a hold to the word of the Lord. Come on. He said let there be light and light is still lighting. And so if his word has that kind of power then you better believe that the word that he spoke over your life is coming to pass. Why am I still honing on the point? Because I gotta get the spirit of doubt and disbelief out of the house. I gotta get you to hope again. I gotta get you to dream again again. I've got to get you to get up and get excited about it all over again because you are not going to miss your moment. You're not going to miss your season. Come on, I wish you would open your mouth and just begin to praise him right there because it's your season and it's got to happen. It's your season and it's got to come to pass. It's your season and it's already in manifestation. I need somebody with enough faith to say, yeah! So kairos means that there is an appointed time. Somebody say an appointed time. There are some, watch this Naisha, there are some things that the Bible says that God has reserved for his own time. Uh, somebody say his own time. 
that says something to me that when God has put something in his own time, that even if hell and high water comes, it can't do nothing to alter the time and the season. It means that if he put it in his own time, Elder Warren, that it means even me with my frailty as a human being, I can't even mess it up. If he put it in his own time, it means that when the enemy comes in like a flood, even the flood has got to fail because the spirit of God comes in like a standard up against the flood. Somebody shout, it's got to happen. Kairos means the opportune moment. Acts 1, 6-7 says, so when they had come together, they asked him, this is the apostles talking to Jesus, they said, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know. Listen to Jesus Christ talking to the apostles. Now, these are not just regular people. They've seen him walk on water. They've seen him raise the dead. They've seen him multiply fish and loaves. He already said it was given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom. At least three of them happened upon a prayer meeting with him where Jesus was completely transfigured and Elijah and Moses show up. So these are people that can handle sensitive information. He said for, to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons that the father has fixed by his own authority. I wish you would praise him for a fixed time. Just praise him. You got to, come on, wait, wait, wait. Take the organ off. You got to have enough faith right now to praise him in advance. Because this is saying to me that just because I don't have it figured out don't mean nothing. Because there's some stuff he's not going to explain, but he's still going to do. I need you to open your mouth and praise him for the fixed time. Come on. Praise him. Y'all don't hear me. He said, when they asked him, God, is this? Because he said, come on, take your seats. He said, they said, you know, we're operating under the anointing of the sons of Issachar. And it is for us as your apostles to know the times and seasons of God. He said, it ain't none of your business. But believe it's about to happen. Huh? He said, I'm not going to answer you. Come on, this is helping me right here because somebody has been in a spot where you have been crying, trying to figure it out, and sometimes we get tempted. Come on, spiritual people. When people call us, we try to have an answer and an explanation and a prophetic word, but guess what? It just let us off the hook. It's some stuff, prophets, that we can't even prophesy. Say, he hasn't opened it up, but if you have the faith, whatever is appointed has got to happen for you. Come on, praise. Galatians 4 says, 4 and 4 says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons, somebody say the fullness of time. So that means that when you're in the middle of the holding pattern, you just got to wait until time is complete. Huh? Somebody say patience has to have her good work. Let me keep going. 
it says it is time. So we're talking about the opportune time. We're talking about the fullness of time. We're talking about the precise moment that something has to happen. He said it's time that judgment begins at the house of God. Somebody say judgment. And now if we are discerning accurately the season that we're in in the body of Christ, and then and I, don't, I don't know, I just, I mean, I'm not that old, I'm not that young, but I ain't never been where I'm at right now. I could just tell you that. I ain't never experienced this before. But when he says it's time for judgment to begin at the house of the Lord, it means that he is coming to us with a discussion that is not just going to pat us on the back, but is going to make us look in the face of truth. Somebody shout truth. Somebody shout truth. Somebody shout truth. If you are in the posture of maturing in God right now, I said maturing because Aiden always laughs at me because I usually say maturing because I think maturing sounds more sophisticated. And he says, <laughs> mature. It's mature. So if you're maturing in God right now, he's got his finger on something that you got to get free from. I only got seven people that's going to tell the truth. If you are anywhere in his presence right now, he's not just putting a whole bunch of flowers around you and boosting you up and pumping you up. Right now, his finger is somewhere saying it's time to make a change. It's time to adjust. It's time to heal. It's time to be free. It's time to clean this up. It's time to forgive. This conversation of judgment is painful because we have the proclivity to blame somebody else for what we don't like that's going on in our life. But when God comes in a season of judgment, he begins to pull the blinders off of our eyes and shows us who the real culprit is all along. Come on. He says, I know what happened to you, but did you have to sit in it for 25 years? See, that was your choice to sit in the valley when he called you to the mountaintop. Judgment is a conversation with truth that you either are going to open up your ears to hear or you're going to turn a deaf ear. But I know that and I'm preaching to somebody in here that has cried out to God for more than where you are right now and I'm telling you he's sending his fire and it's about to break off everything that has hindered you. It's about to break off everything that's resisted you. It's about to move everything out of your way. This is your season of ascension through the open door. We have to recognize the movement, take your seats, I'm almost done, of God in our lives. I looked in the scripture and we have entreated the, the, the whatever it is, I don't know, is it an idea, is it a philosophy? All of these names of God. And I got confused as I was studying because I found a name that I had never seen before. Because when we talk about God as the judge, then we have to entreat the Hebrew, it is called Jehovah Shaphat. See, I had never heard Jehovah Shaphat. Huh? I know about M. Kadesh. I know Sid Kenu. I know Jaira. I know Shalom. I never heard Shaphat. But Jehovah Shaphat is the Lord who judges. But watch this. 
a dynamic of Jehovah Shaphat's judgment is that he always judges in the favor of his people. Come on, y'all. We don't have to fear seasons of judgment because they come for our refinement. Seasons of judgment come for our maturity. Seasons of judgment come so that we can break out of whatever's holding us down and we can step over into where we're supposed to be. Because whenever Jehovah Shaphat comes, come on, he comes in the midst of his people to find out how to judge in our favor. So God will begin to make judgments that will result in our deliverance. Well, what do you mean? Well, he knows that you were molested as a little kid. So when he comes to bring judgment, he comes to break the band of wickedness that tied you to the experience. Come on, you're not going to say nothing. This is why we don't have any excuse for not walking in liberty because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Why? Because Jehovah Shaphat is going to judge against the inequality. He's going to judge against the system. He's going to judge against what you had to go through. That means even in judgment, come on, I can rejoice because you might put your finger where it hurts, but I know on the other side of it, you're going to deal with what hurt me. Hallelujah. You might tell me to wipe my eyes, but on the other side of the judgment, you're going to deal with what broke my heart. Somebody open your mouth because Jehovah Shaphat. It is not... That God take your seats has all of these names. It's not that he, because I said, well, that's so confusing. How do they keep track of all these, these names? It, it wasn't that they had all these names. It was that every time they had an experience and saw a different attribute of his personality, they called it a thing. His name isn't Jehovah Jireh. It's a declaration that the Lord will provide. His name isn't Jehovah Rapha. It's a declaration that the Lord heals. His name is not Jehovah Shalom. It's a declaration that he is our peace. I wish somebody would get the revelation and open your mouth and praise him. Because it means that whatever you need him to be, in the season of the open door, he's going to show up and be Come on and praise him. Whatever you need him to be, he's going to be it right now. Open your mouth and tell him what you need. I need you to be a healer. I need you to be a deliverer. I need you to be a way maker. I need you to be a drink of water in the desert. Open your mouth and declare. Come on and praise him. Because he's showing up. He's showing up. He's showing up on your behalf. John 16, 13. Take your seats. I got to wind down. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you what is to come. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16 says, well, 10 says, uh, let's turn real quick. 1 Corinthians 2, 10. 
I, I need to go through that. I'm supposed to be teaching. Somebody say teach. But the preacher's here. Because I got to declare it. Huh. That it's going to happen. I hear it. 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 It's a sound of deliverance. It's a sound of victory. It's a sound of manifestation. Come on, I hear it in my ear. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10 says this. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Say the Holy Spirit is a revealer. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received, somebody say, I've received him. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And this is why, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You cannot have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and not be free. Because the agency of the Holy Spirit exists to give you and to reveal to you the things that have been freely given to you by God. That's why the scripture says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty because the Holy Spirit is always furnishing and supplying the truth that is going to take to set you free. You cannot be bound and in relationship with him at the same time. Y'all not helping. You can't be bound. You can't be poor and not have a plan to get out of poverty and say you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is going to tell you what has been freely given to you by God. Right when you are lamenting over being broke, the Holy Spirit is going to talk about the open window in heaven and God pouring out a blessing that you don't even have room to receive. Come on, you can't talk to the Holy Spirit about being hurt and wounded without him telling you that he is the Lord who heals. Whenever you are walking with the Holy Ghost, he is going to give you revelation of what is in the depth of God that belongs to you. Come on. It's enough. Come on. We got to get out of the religiosity of church and get into the depth of the walk and the relationship. Church says come here and dance and shout but the Holy Ghost will tell you in the middle of the dance let me give you something that's going to shift your life. It's not enough for you to dance broke. It's not enough for you to dance sick. It's not enough for you to dance bound but let me give you liberty. So conversation, I got to go. And relationship with the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us in to all truth. Somebody say all truth. We got to recognize, and I'm winding down, I'm just going to wind down. We got to recognize that there are times and seasons in God. Somebody say there are times and seasons in God. There are things that in the mind of God he has purposed to fulfill in your life. They are unmistakable. They are irrevocable. They are irreplaceable. 
the onus or the responsibility is upon us as believers to simply believe and be persuaded of the very same thing that God himself is persuaded of. That's why when the Bible says, and I'm just going to skip through this, where it says that we have the mind of Christ, it means that we have the capacity and the ability to think with the very thoughts of Jesus Christ himself. And so if we have access to his mind and we understand his intention and we understand his program and his plan, then it means we have an obligation, believers, to cooperate with everything that God has designed for our lives. Now, he understands our humanity. That's why the word had to become flesh. He could not be the sacrifice that we, that we needed him to be if he could not be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. That's why we have a merciful and faithful high priest. He understands our humanity but doesn't make an excuse for our humanity because he was a man too yet without sin. What does that mean? It means he never missed the mark. It means he never failed God. It means he never failed or missed an opportunity to manifest what it is that God had designed. Come on, somebody talk back to me. It means that you've got to get off of your ideology and you've got to get into execution mode because there's some stuff that God is expecting you to do. There's some stuff that he has anointed you to fulfill and it's no longer good enough for us to sit around with the tea party of intercessors and talk about how great we're going to be one day when every day is passing us by. It's time for us to get in position, to get in the posture. He put before us an open door that nobody can shut but you ain't supposed to just sit there and look at the door. If the door has opened, the door has opened for you to walk through. It's time for you to put momentum and mobility behind the prophetic word and season that you are in. It is not enough for the word to hang around your head. It's not enough for you to put the word on a shelf like a trophy. You have got to get busy with your father's affairs. And so the open door, we're in a season where he has given us, take your seats, an open door. Somebody say an open door. Come on, get it in your, an open door. An open door. That means every tight space we've ever been in has been canceled. It means every dead end that we've been backed into has just lost its power. It means every cage and prison, y'all not going to get it, but somebody needs to get every prison that you've ever been in in your life. I don't care how good the excuse has sounded, it means that even the prison cannot hold you anymore because you have an open door that the door dropped right in the middle of your situation. So if you were in a valley, you've got a door. If you were in a prison, you've got a door. If you were in the hospital, you've got a door. Somebody shout open door. Time and season. Time and season. Woo! Come on and praise him right there. I know I got to stop. Come on, buddy. As soon as you get the revelation, it's yours. As soon as you can see it, it's yours. 
as soon as you can see it, you can walk through it. Teach Mo, sit down real quick. I got it. I got it. Let me, I put this in my notes. He said, you can't and you won't fail. Because part of the doubt is, what if this don't work? He's taking the strength out of the doubt. Because there's a word over your life that no matter what you got to experience, you are not going to fail. I need somebody that believes it to open your mouth and praise them. It's got to work. It's got to come to pass. You won't fail. You can't fail. You won't fail. You can't fail. You won't fail. You can't fail. Now praise them like you believe. Praise him like you believe. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him like you believe. Uh -huh. I said praise him like you believe it. Like the victory is assured. I don't care if you failed in the past. It's a new season. It's a new season. It's a new season. Hey, you better praise them like it's going to work. You better praise them like it's approved. You better praise them like the funding is on your desk. You better praise them like the property is in your name. Entering in, you're coming out, 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 you're coming out. 
You're coming out. You're coming out, Freddie. You're coming out. Father, let the anointing your fire hit this house. It's an open door. Break the bondage. Break the chain. Break the yoke. Break, 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 break. Hey, y'all better get it. It's an open door. It's an open door season. Come on, we're coming out. We're coming out. Prophet, you better find the praise. We're coming out. That's it, Beverly. We're coming out. Everything the devil tried, we're coming out. Every noose, every yoke, every scandal, every lie, every hurt, every sickness, we're coming out. We're coming. We're coming out. The open door. We're coming out. Go back. Go back. Do that again. We're coming out. We're coming out of lack. We're coming out of poverty. We're coming out of confusion. We're coming out of sin. Y'all better grab this open door. It's a door of deliverance. It's a door of release. for evil. God's turning it around. In the open door. You just gotta enter in. You just gotta go through the open door. You just gotta step in. You just gotta step in. You just gotta step in. You just gotta cross over. Shoka, 
Father, thank you for this anointing of the open door. We shall overcome. We will fulfill your will. We will do what you command. grab it this is for your next year we're stepping over happy new year this is the moment that we're entering into the new season this is the moment that we enter into the new time no weapon formed against you will prosper. You can't fail. You won't fail. 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 Everybody's standing, we gotta go.